Welcome to the Strategy Driven Professional Podcast, Standing Out Among Professional Peers, Part 3 of 3. On behalf of the entire Strategy Driven team, I would like to welcome you to this edition of the Strategy Driven Professional Podcast, Standing Out Among Professional Peers, Part 3 of 3. The Strategy Driven Professional Podcast focuses on the tools and techniques business professionals can use to accelerate their careers and personal goals achievement. These podcasts elaborate on the principle, best practice, and warning flag articles found on the Strategy Driven Professional website at www.strategydrivenprofessional.com. In this third episode of a series of three podcasts, Wendy Powell, Human Resources Management Consultant and Business Faculty Member of Palm Beach State College and the University of Phoenix, shares with us her insights on how to stand out among professional peers and challengers, both within your organization and when applying for external positions. In this episode, we'll begin by examining the last of 12 steps to differentiating oneself from other professionals. And so now, without any further delays, let's get started. We are privileged to be joined by Wendy Powell, author of Management Experience Acquired, Necessary Skills for Successfully Managing Any Employee. With more than 25 years of human resource and management consulting experience, Wendy has spent most of her career at the University of Michigan. She is currently on the business faculty at both Palm Beach State College and the University of Phoenix. A member of the Society of Human Resource Management, she received a Leadership Award in 2002 from the Midwest College and University Professional Association for Human Resources. Wendy holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Management and a Master of Arts degree in Organizational Management. Wendy, welcome back to the Strategy Driven Professional Podcast. Thank you. Really thrilled to have you back on the show to finish our series of three podcasts on what it takes to stand out amongst one's professional peers. So to conclude our series, I was hoping that we could start by your briefly sharing with us the last six of the actions that you recommend professionals take in order to distinguish themselves from others. Sure. First of all, make a list of the most memorial learning experiences from your education. And what have you learned that would convince prospective employers that you have creativity necessary to add value to the organization? Uh, number two, write an impressive and custom cover letter. Highlight the word custom here. Research the company mm-hmm. website. Search the organization and potential challenges. And identify your background related to their challenges. Uh, Number three, clean up your Facebook page. A big issue these days. You hear reports on the news about people who've been fired for um, publicity, criticizing their organization or their boss. Be safe out there because they do look at them. Number four, don't let them see you sweat. 
practice anticipated questions. Make sure you're not surprised for a question that you're unprepared to answer. Respond with confidence. Make sure you're able to do that. Number five, don't trust your former employer. Big one. Many candidates want to talk badly about their former employer, their former boss, um, complain about the past concerns. Uh, does not endear you to a new employer any way, shape, or form. And number six, contact the hiring manager directly. Do your homework. Find out. Go on their website. Go on their financial reports. Find out who the head is of the division that you're applying for. Also send your material directly to that person. Well, Wendy, if you don't mind, I'd like to just delve into a few of these just a little bit more in, in detail. And the first area I wanted to ask you about was with respect to documenting one's experiences. And very specifically, not just the why one should catalog the most memorable learning experiences, but how do you recommend that they actually develop that catalog and then how they can effectively use them as they go forward in their effort to stand out amongst their peers? Considering the fact that there is precious little time to catch the attention of that hiring manager, often as little as 20 seconds, create your learning experiences in a bullet point fashion. Identify that. Put it on your cover letter. Don't make the reviewer work to see your skills. Be clear and succinct. You don't want someone to have to review your resume and go back and forth to try to hunt and peck to see if you have the qualifications you're looking for. Prove it. Be detailed. Make sure that you're you're prepared when you're going to be going through an interview process. Be, be um, be very clear on how you would respond. I really appreciated your thoughts around conveying to them that you fit the job and making it easy for them to, to see that without having to hunt and search. As a consultant, I submit my resume, um, well, almost every day, to be honest, to potential clients who are considering me or my firm for a, a particular engagement. And I am constantly tailoring that biography to meet their needs. And it's not that I'm trying to game the system, but rather to present myself in a way that it's very clear to them right up front that I have the background that they need to satisfy the requirements of the job that they're going out to bid for. Oh, yes. They're looking for creativity, looking for buzzwords, things that stick out to them things that are of interest to their employer of particular needs, and they want to make sure that you're going to meet their immediate needs. Exactly. And, and uh, to your point on buzzwords, yeah, I, I find a lot of times that I use phrases or uh, nomenclature based on the organizations I've worked in in the past or my past experiences, whether it was the locale that I grew up at or the schools that I went to. And it's so important to be able to speak in the language of the company that you're pursuing. Yes, that's exactly the reason that you customize your cover letter. Sure, you are proving them that you understand what the challenges are and tell them exactly what you would do. Now, thinking about the cover letter, when applying for a position, is it necessary to always be a perfect fit for the job description, and then what should someone do if he or she has gaps in their experience that makes them less than a perfect fit? 
it's not always necessary to be the proverbial perfect fit, but your goal is to tell them what that you will meet their immediate needs. That's what that is what they're looking for. Someone who is going to dig in and solving the issues and solve the problems and provide the new blood that they're looking for within the organization. And identify the gaps in employment up front. Don't leave it to the imagination of that hiring manager. It will become an issue if you're hired and the company later discovers a falsification in your records or something that was in that gap. You have to make sure that you highlight that fit. Again, you don't have to meet every single line on the job description to make sure that you understand what are the most important qualifications and the important responsibilities that you would come in and perform right away. Now, Wendy, we talked about Facebook, and I had a few maybe specific questions around Facebook and and do's and don'ts. Should one avoid friending colleagues and coworkers as a method to not being as publicly visible to potential employers or one's current employer? Well, it all depends on what you're willing to do with your Facebook page. If you have a public page and accept colleagues, be very careful. The recruiter, the boss, or the big brother is certainly watching. I have many of my colleagues that are on my Facebook page. There's nothing wrong with it, and it's a good networking tool similar to LinkedIn. Um, Many employers have been fired for malfeasance on Facebook. Employees caught discussing workplace issues and criticizing the boss or coworkers have led to the firing. 70% of recruiters have rejected candidates for what they found on Facebook, and a growing number of companies have fired employees. People throw around vulgarity like it's common-day language. People put pictures out there that are very unbecoming of um, of the candidate. Don't go there. Make sure you're cleaning up. Make sure you're being very careful on what you put there. But nonetheless, there's nothing wrong with friending a colleague. Always are keeping it professional. Well, thinking about friending, should one friend people that aren't aligned with, I'll call it the online image that one's trying to project? Nothing wrong with it unless you're going to be sitting there with your lampshade, um, you know, on the party. Um, it's That's that's the issue. Keep it clean. Um, in fact, it can endear you to many employers based on the material that you have out there. But it's all based on the quality. Now, Wendy, you mentioned not letting an employer see you sweat. Can you give us some some hints and tips as to how to actually prevent oneself from sweating and, and of course, portraying that to a potential employer? Yeah. Sweating here refers to your comfort zone. Make sure you don't reveal your fear or stress to the prospective employer. And don't say um, self-destructive things about yourself. Don't show desperation for the job. It's stressful to interview and present yourself in the best light. How can you avoid that? Practice and practice your interviewing skills again. Your goal is to reach a comfort level so you won't show visually that you are nervous. You're unable to answer the response. So, again, you get that with a comfort zone. The way you learn how to speak publicly is by doing it. Same thing here. The way you learn how to interview well is to practice your interviewing skills. In fact, I've in the past used, I'll call it uh, an interview coach, where I actually had someone in it. It can be a a friend or a family member, but someone who would actually ask me interview questions. 
and then would critique my answers to those interview questions. And they would look at everything from not just the question answer itself, but my posture, the inflection of my voice, you know, was I fidgeting in the chair, how I presented myself in total when answering the question, and particularly maybe some questions that were uncomfortable. That's very valuable. In fact, there are many interview coaches out there that you can hire. You can go to an agency and they will review that material with you and they will practice with them. If it's a family member, a colleague, someone that you can trust who will give you honest feedback, go for it. it it's nothing uh, that nothing you can do that um, is too much to prepare you for the interview. Wendy, when applying for an external position, how can one find the name and, and maybe more difficult from my way of thinking, uh, the contact information for the hiring manager so to be able to get one's cover letter and resume directly into their hands? Most organizations have a detailed website that includes different departments for contact information. Try that first. If you need to go to Dun & Brad, Dun & Brad Street, you can go to the library, you can go online, and the financial reports. You know, most organizations have very public financial records, and the financial principles will be listed. I have a friend who has done that with just about every job she has, has achieved. Because you know if someone in the human resource department or someone who's scanning the resumes are going to choose you. There's something there that you need to convince that person that they will call you. Yeah, and of course it demonstrates to them that very clearly you've made the extra effort above and beyond all the other candidates. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Well, Wendy, I want to thank you not only for your time, but for sharing your insights on the final steps to standing out among one's professional peers. You know, with the difficult economic times faced by every company, I believe now more than ever that it's important for professionals to differentiate themselves from the rest of the pack if they are to truly achieve their life's ambitions. So thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you, Nathan, and hopefully this will help you to stand out um, amongst your peers and amongst the candidates that are going after the same job as you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Strategy Driven Professional Podcast. I would like to personally thank Wendy Powell for being with us today and sharing her insights on the steps to differentiate oneself from professional peers. As always, we would appreciate receiving your feedback by email at podcast at strategydriven.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider recommending us on iTunes and visiting our website at www.strategydrivenprofessional.com. You can find more information about Wendy Powell and Management Experience Acquired at www.managementexperienceacquired.com. Until next time, so long.